Kiddushin Daf Pei Bet Hamadalef Lamud Bet Beshir Takol Lefiz Chuto. The uh, final matmonim on Seder Nashim on the section of Shas that deals with relationships between men and women, which means it deals with the continuity of the human race. It deals with the continuity of a family. It deals with the continuity of the Jewish people because that's what a relationship between a man and a woman is. And one has to look at Seder Nashim as dealing with that sense of continuity. And may the, the learning be as good for our soldiers, defending them from the forces of evil, which is the Minister of Defense said yesterday, the Secretary of Defense of the United States said to him, you're not fighting those who are out to destroy you. You're fighting those who are out to destroy freedom and the, the free world as we know it. And may Hashem protect them from that evil force and, and help them in their, in their mission to preserve continuity, the very continuity that Seder Noshim talks, talks about, that very continuity is what we're fighting for. We're fighting for life rather than death. We're fighting, fighting the forces of death and evil. Masechet Noshim is all about life. It's all about birth. It's all about relationship. It's all about continuity. It's all about investment in the future. That's what Seder Noshim is. And in understanding the continuity, I don't know if you've ever been troubled by it, but I've been troubled all my life about it, is... We know we are re reincarnations. We've all been here before. To what extent does our previous life impact our current lives? And what control have we got of it? And if we've been put here to be masaka and to correct and improve certain things that we didn't do right earlier times, how do you know what you're meant to be doing? So it's all very well to say, what is your purpose in life? But that's looking at life just on its own. When we talk about the continuity of life, it's not just continuity of one life. It's continuity of, of possibly many of your lives. It's one, one soul, one being. And this life that we know is only one life. How do you know what you're meant to be misakin? So how would it be for the end of Seder Noshim? I tell you that the Vilna Gaon joined me in my study this morning and taught me a piece of Zohar in a most revolutionary way that nobody else understands the Zohar that way, which explains the very issue that we're talking about. How do we know what to, what to correct? How do we know what to fix? And I know, uh, and I, I say often, that if the Vilna Gaon came to teach me this morning, it wasn't Maischus, because uh, the only time he's, he and the others have started doing it to this degree is since the Matmonim Shir, and I realize that they are helping me give you what you deserve, both the people who are here every morning and the people around the world who, who are listening. And it's in your schus that I have these opportunities to be exposed to things that I would otherwise never know. Now, it didn't appear to me in a dream or a vision. I'll show it to you. It's all in, in words. It's all very clear. I refer you back to a shear in Moed Cotton Daf Kaf Ches in February last year. And this is a continuation of that, of that shear. So you should, uh, if you're interested, you should go back to that shir as well. I'll refer back to some of it, but it's treated in broader context there. And from there, I'm going to go a step further in the whole idea of reincarnation that the Vilna Gaon teaches us. So the Gemara says, Rabbi, Rabbi Meir says in the Mishnah, Lo'olam yelamed adamit b'no umanut nekiyah Teach your children an easy and clean profession. V'yitzpalel l'misha oshua nechassim shalom. Then you daven. It's not a question of what profession should I go in that will make the most money. It's find an easy and a clean and a clean profession. Somebody once came to Paul Reichman with an unbelievable business idea and spent a long time describing it to him and explaining to him what he wanted to do. And at the end of it, Paul Reichman just looked at him and said, but there's so much more easy ways to make money. 
Why would you do something so complicated? It's a panosa, which is Nikia of a color. Because in every profession you'll find wealthy people and poor people. It's not that any profession or any trade is a guarantee to wealth. Wealth doesn't come, nor does poverty come from your profession. Everything that, that comes to you in terms of wealth is according to your zechut. And we'll understand what zechut means. According to your, but simply it means your merit. And the Gemara on Ahmed Bez, Rabbi Meir, or in the Sosefta, it's also Rabbi uses that, says the same kind of thing. And therefore you should daven. Says Tosfus an amazing thing. This which it says in our Mishnah that everything is dependent on your merit, on your schut, doesn't really mean that. Perush lefi mazalo. What it means is your mazal, your luck. The Gemara says in, in, in Moed Cotton, because three things are not dependent on schus. This can't mean schut in the, in the literal sense. Because the Gemara in, in Moed Cotton says quite clearly that family, that whether you have children, what kind of children you have, life and health and economic prosperity, that's all, is not, is not schut. It's not dependent on what kind of a, a person you are. You have great tzaddikim who struggle in those areas, and you have great rishoyim who are flourish in those areas. It has nothing to do with your stature as a human being. It's, it's algorithms. It's mazel. It's all kind of the way things work, and it's, it's, it's good fortune. What a strange gemorah in, in way cotton. That's why I refer you to that matmonim. And the Tosfus is so strange. that says schut, but it doesn't mean schut. And of course we have the, the kasha from the Gemara and Shabbos, Tafkuf Nun Vov, where we say, Ein Mazal Yisrael. Yisrael is not led by the normal algorithms of nature. But when, Avram, when Hashem took Avram outside and said, look up, and he says to him, get out of your thinking algorithmically. Get out of, your, of the stars and, and, and the science of life. You, Avraham, and your descendants are not going to be governed by that science. The world is governed by that. History is governed by that. But the Jewish people are governed by a different system. Don't limit yourself to the, to the system of the stars, to the systems of nature that you see outside of you. She'ain mazal Yisrael, because the Jewish people are not governed by mazal. And here Tosfus is saying, not only are we governed by mazal in these three areas, as the Gemara says in Moed Cotton, but our Mishnah, which says it's talui bischut, it doesn't mean schut, it means mazal. Why? What does that all mean? So in Moed Cotton, we learned this amazing Tiferes Yisrael. It's a long piece of Tiferes Yisrael. It's just something one should learn over and over again, the whole piece. But what he, what he says here are two important things. The first one is Lashon Zechut. What Tosfus is saying is you've got to translate Zechut in this Mishnah a little differently from usual. The word Zechut here doesn't mean your merit. It can't mean that because that would go against the Gemara in, in Moed Cotton. So Zechut here must mean Lashon Kinyan. You, you zoich on something, you, 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 go to, you pick up something from Hefka, you find something in Shutarabim and you pick it up. And you zoiche, it becomes yours. Zoiche means something becomes yours. What the Mishnah is saying is when it comes to Panosa, it becomes yours. There's something in your essence, in your being that makes this economic situation yours. And what is that? That's called mazal. And then very beautifully, the Tiferes Yisrael goes, interpretation of the word mazal, which he says comes from the word nozel, to flow. 
You're talking about the flow of life. And you've got to look, if you, if you look at two drops of water in the Kinneret, and you think what had to happen in, in nature for these two drops to sit next to each other in, in the Lake Kinneret. If you could take two little drops of water from the Kinneret, they're right next to each other. And you would say to each one of them, where do you come from? One would say, I come from this river and I'm from Dan and I came down from this side of the Hermon. And, uh, and another one will say a completely different story. And so with every lake and river in the world, every drop of water comes from a different, has a different history. And the rivers flow and this one joins that one and it rains. All sorts of things happen. A million micro miracles happen to bring those two drops of water together in a lake. That's mazel. That's nozel. That's what flow is that things, micro-miracles, flow together to create a new reality, to create a mitziyut. And it's the same with life. If you just think to yourself, how many micro-miracles had to have happened for you to be here this morning? Starting with your great-great-great-great-great-grandparents meeting each other, and then their children meeting each other, and so on. Think how many people had to meet each other, what miracles had to happen for them to meet each other. And Everything that goes on, just go back to, to your life, even if you just go back one generation and think how many micro-miracles had to happen for you to be sitting here this morning where we are. How many micro-miracles had to happen today, had to happen yesterday, had to happen last week in order for this to happen. How many micro-miracles? And so miracles, we think of miracles always as these big miracles. When, when are there miracles? Look out for miracles. No, micro-miracles. Look out for micro-miracles and see how they merge because that's flow. And flow is muzzle. The way these micro-miracles flow together, that's what Mazel is, explains the Tiferet Yisrael on our Mishnah here in, in Kiddushin. But here's where we go a step further. These micro-miracles didn't start with you. As we've said, they started with your parents and your grandparents and your great-grandparents, all the way back to Avroam Avinu, to Odom Arishun, all the micro-miracles that have brought you to this place today, millions and millions, billions of micro-miracles had to happen and come together and flow together for, the, for you to be here today, for me to be, for all of us to be together here today. How many micro-miracles? We all come from different parts of the world, different backgrounds, different histories, and we're all sitting in one room, ending off Masechta Kiddushin, ending off Seder Noshim together. What had to happen for that, for, for that to take place? Each of us think of your story that brought you here and multiply that story by everybody's, by, by everybody. it's just, it's phenomenal when you start thinking of it. But it's even more complicated than that. It's not just the flow that comes from the rivers of your and your ancestors' lives. It's also the flow of the rivers that come from your previous Gilgulim. You've been here before. That also gets factored into the flow. That's also part of the miracle. Part of what's influenced your reality is not just your life and the lives of your ancestors. It's your lives, plural, and the many lives of each of your ancestors. They also had many lives. So it's not just how did your parents meet. It's what happened in your parents' previous lives that influenced their lives. And, in the, and so it, it's just mind-boggling when you think of it. So that's the, the, the idea of Gilgulim. So there's a piece of Zohar in Vayeshev where the Zohar deals with the perplexing question of why do good things happen, to, bad things happen to good people? What's that all about? And the Zohar talks about the fact that there are times in history, he talks about the sun and the moon as a metaphor for, for spiritual energy. And the, the moon is not always full moon. There are times when the moon is not accessing the full energy of the sun. 
And there are times in history where the moon has not been able to access the full energy of the sun because the world, Hashem is punishing the world. Hashem is angry with the world. We might be in such a situation right, right now and the moon is, does not, is not getting the full reflection of the sun. The way this piece of Zohar is understood by the Mekubalim is and souls, babies that are born, that are conceived during those moments are conceived with less energy and that affects their lives. And they have a harder life. It doesn't affect their spiritual capacity. It affects their comforts of life. That it just so happens the timing of their conception was at a time where the, the moon of the universe was not getting the full sunlight of the sun of the universe. And these things happen. It goes up and it down. And, that, and that's the muzzle. That's how the Mekubolim understand this piece of Zohar. The Zohar says, But don't forget that davening can change everything. This is all this... That, you are, that this predetermination is all without the power of prayer. But, if, but with the power of prayer, and we talked yesterday about when you combine the power of prayer with the power of study of Torah, that just shatters all the, all the muzzle and changes, and changes reality. And just the Zohar, you've got to be aware of that, that with everything that goes on, there is a power of, of tefillah, provided you, you daven. Part of the importance of davening is you daven with complete trust that your prayers will be answered. That's something that's not just you go through the process of prayer, that you pray with complete belief that your prayers will be answered. And, and you understand that, that your prayers have the capacity to be answered. If you really believe that your tefillah could be answered, how would we daven? What would be the feeling of our davening? We daven in a, tr in a transactional way because we don't really believe that they have effect. And then tefillah doesn't work. Tefillah only works if you really believe. And then it works, says the Zohar, even to shatter this muzzle. But the Vilna Gaon says in, in, in Yoyna, in Perik Dalad of, of Yoyna, Vahainyan Kamosham Ruba Zohar, this Zohar which he now learns in a different way, Kimishayab Gilgul Rishon Ra, a person whose first Gilgul, whose first incarnation here, where he did bad things, was that Tzadik ben Rasha. That's what it means. A Tzadik ben Rasha doesn't mean a Tzadik whose father is a Rasha. It means a Tzadik whose parental Gilgul, your previous Gilgul, was not a good one. Your previous incarnation was not a good one. So when that soul comes down, it's drawing less power from its earlier Gilgulim. It has imperfections that it comes with because it's there from a previous Gilgul. And that's the metaphor in the, in the Zohar, explains the Vilna Gaon. That's about the extent to which your previous incarnation energizes your present incarnation. And if the previous one was deficient, the present one will be deficient. Ask the Vilna Gaon in Posuk Dalit. If you want to change your muzzle, the way to do it is to fix what you did wrong in the previous incarnation. If you find that your life's going wrong and going wrong and going wrong, it's because of something you might, it might well be because of something you did in a previous incarnation. You might be a tzaddik, you might be a most righteous person, but something you did in a previous incarnation is causing the problem. That which, which, which you've got to be misakin, which you've got to fix, might be something from a previous incarnation. In that case, asks the Vilna Gon, sitting in my study this morning. And how do you think, he said to me as I'm learning this, how do you think you know what to fix? 
You've got people who are going to be learning Madmonim for you, and you're going to have people who are waiting to go to davening. You could just stop here and not give the answer, and then everybody will daven on time, but you won't know the answer to this question. How do you know what you've been put in this world to fix? What's more important, Baruch Shoma right now, or to get this answer before we do Baruch Shoma, because this answer will affect, will affect the way we do Baruch Shoma. Says the Vilna Gaon, There are two hints that Hashem gives you to figure out what you're here to fix. When you notice you consistently are doing something wrong. You try and fix it and again, you're just in a habit. You're in a cycle. You're just, there's this particular thing you keep on doing wrong. And it's very hard to change your habit. That's something you did wrong from before. That's something that's in your spiritual DNA. This comes not only from your ancestors. That's not where it comes from. This comes from your previous Gilgulim. It comes from your previous incarnation. That's a sign that you're here to fix that. You just find, you find it difficult to get to Davin Mincha in time. You find it difficult to Davin Shachris to do Zaman Kriyashma in time. You find it difficult to, to do Chesed, to do Tzedakah. Whatever you find difficult, that stuff that you became embedded in your Neshama in a previous incarnation that you are here to fix. Focus on that. That's where your focus needs to be. And the second one, Be'ez. Be'ez is that you have a strong Yetzirah for. Things you really are attracted to do. You really do, you do them wrong and they just they, they come to you naturally because you have a strong pleasure. That's also something you put here to fix. Those are two ways you can check. And if the two ways intersect, then you know you're really onto the right thing. You can figure out what you did in previous incarnations that you've come here to fix. And so Seder Noshim, which comes to an end. Seder Noshim is about continuation of the generations. It's about birth and rebirth. But it's not only birth of generations, of grandparents giving birth to parents, giving birth to children who will in turn become parents and grandparents and so through the generations. It's that as well. But Seder Noshim is also about your many lives, how your earlier life has given birth to your present life. And, and an earlier life than that even gave a present life. And that we are in this world not only for the continuity of our own generations, but for the continuity of our own neshamot. To take the rebirth of our neshamot, our neshamas have been rebirthed into this world. We've been given another chance to repair and to fix. And if you find things aren't going well, very possibly it's because we, you're not getting the message yet. And how do you know what the message is, Sister Vilna Gaon? Check the things that you often do wrong, you often slip up on. Those, that's an area that might be. And check the Averas that you have a natural tendency to. And he brings a, a Gemara from, from Shabbos where Rabbi Yosef asked Rabbi Yosef by Rabbi, what did your father do? What mitzvahs was he particularly careful about? He said, tzitzis. And there are others where you find they were particularly meticulous about specific mitzvot. Those are mitzvot that they identified. They've been brought back into this world to fix because in a previous incarnation they didn't do it that well. And they excel in those mitzvot and they're mahader in those mitzvot because they realize that fixing those are the purpose of their existence and the continuity, continuity not only of humankind but of their own neshamot into the world to come.